You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you for our lightning bets, our favorite plays for today. Got one more running back observation I want to share with you guys. Um, a couple of folks who are being bandied about as potential touchdown can- uh, touchdown regression candidates would be Ramondre Stevenson and Josh Jacobs. Both of them are interesting because they were elite between the tackles. On inside runs, they both ranked first and second in rushing yards over expected for next-gen stats. But the way they got there was very, very different. Jacobs was more successful from one rush to the next. Stevenson was a good bit more boom or bust. And when you are looking at potential regression candidates, those who are consistent tend not to regress. Meanwhile, the boom or bust Mm -hmm. guys... It's one of those things where this is why medians versus averages uh, are probably a little bit more accurate. If you're dealing with someone who is boom or bust, you tend to see a lot more busts the following season than from someone who is a good bit more consistent. And so Josh Jacobs is someone I don't mind backing, but Stevenson, especially given the Patriots, like they've had long stretches recently where they don't have that number one bell cow running back. I would not be surprised if Stevenson is used a good bit less and is perhaps less consistent. Whereas with Josh Jacobs, I feel like he can still play at a really high level. Yeah, my counterpoint with that would be is I don't see the Raiders getting to six victories in the first 14 games like they did last year when they were sitting at six and eight. And the game script might be working against them. Now, maybe McDaniels is stubborn and he sticks with the run when they're down by three scores on a regular basis. Um, (laughs) But just how I think the season unfolds, and I could be wildly wrong, but just how I think it's going to unfold, it's going to be difficult for, for Jacobs to get a number of carries, say, in the third and fourth quarters of games. Right. I, I would agree with you there. And that that is a good counterpoint. The, the question is, you know, what number are we staring down? Is it something that they can still get to? And are we ever going to see an NFL offense that completely abandons the pass because they just can't do it at all? Uh, I have a little <laughs> more faith in Jared Stidham than that. Or, uh, you know, Stidham's the backup, Jimmy right? G. Yeah, yeah, whichever one ends up. Is, okay. Is oh, he... not Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah. What's Who that? Is the backup for the for the Raiders? Yeah, I I want McDaniel oh, brought Hoyer. him there. Like, yeah, no, to your deal is he now? Ryan Hoyer. Okay, yeah, Ew. he's the one. All right, yeah. so we're Stidham. Yeah, oh, Stidham is in Aiden that, O'Connell. That was my yeah, that's they drafted right. Aiden okay. O'Connell. Maybe it ends up being him. Yeah. 
right as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. Jared Siddham's with Denver. Yeah. Brian Hoyer's with, with the Raiders. So, yes, maybe I have some faith in Brian Hoyer. Um, not at all in Jimmy G, but, yeah, it's kind of a weird spot to be. Uh, question for you guys, uh, because we've got uh, the FedEx Cup, uh, you know, getting going. And we've got uh, potential futures out there as far as uh, who to bet on to win the, the Tour Championship. If you go by data golf odds, the the odds of the winner being among Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, you combine those odds, it's 71% that the Tour Champion will be one of those three guys. Each of them have odds of plus 375 or longer. Do you feel like, and Paul, I'd love your take on this too, is it worth just betting on all three of them believing that one of those three can hit? Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's going to be one of those three. I mean, just mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the gap here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I mean, which one scares you? Would it be Rory? About jump, jumping all the way up there? Does he scare, like... Like, who scares you about... I mean, I'm betting on all three. Right. I'm saying outside the three. Is there anybody that scares you? Not really. I mean, those are the three guys we've talked about pretty much all season long. Like, if it is someone outside of those top three, it's got to be someone I'm not thinking about at all. Like, not not any kind of premonition or or anything of the sort. Just Rory, I think. That's the only one. And that doesn't worry me at all. So just the idea of betting all three, yes, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I I like that idea a lot. Probably would not have thought yeah. of that. Yeah, it's Ooh. just I, right. I mean, the way that, you know, the FedEx playoffs is, is sort of created, it definitely favors uh, those who have done well all season long, perhaps a little bit more so than the others. Uh, whenever I've run, you know, those kinds of numbers, you know, they're probably a little bit lower whenever I put together a model. But yeah. at the same time, like 71%, you know, 67%, something like that. Uh, I think that works out just fine. I mean, maybe a Cantlay or a Hovland or a Shoffley can at least make it interesting. But these guys haven't played to uh, to an adequate level to where I feel like they're really in contention. And they're going to be so far behind the eight ball throughout the course of these playoffs. Yeah, Scheffler, Ron McElroy. I think any one of those three can win it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, I was looking at a projected one that had Rory fourth, so I didn't realize that you included him in that too. So, I mean, yeah. Who else is there? Who else is there? And that's such a gap. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I I think that's a pretty good angle. Yeah. And so you profit if any one of those three can hit. You know, maybe you adjust how much you bet on each player, but if say it's the same unit. Uh, for all three, then I think I think you're going to be just fine there. So, um, no, that's an approach that I think I'm more than comfortable with uh, adapting. So, uh, as far as other lightning bets I have for today, uh, Nationals money line at two to one. I think there's just way too much value there. Especially you can fade uh, the, the Phillies after an emotional victory there. Noah Syndergaard under sixteen and a half outs recorded at minus one thirty five, and Ben Brown has convinced me. Texans first half minus two and a half on the spread, Joe. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Texas first half minus two and a half. Okay. I like that angle. I might, might, eh, we'll see. We'll see. Actually, I'm not going to be with that one because I've got a different angle. Uh, as far as baseball, I like the Cindergard play. It makes sense, but I'm going uh, first five over five with Toronto and Cleveland. And then, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go full game. I do disagree with the market on, on how it's moved a little bit. I understand the angle with Stroud and First half bets most of the time make a lot more sense, but in this specific case, backing Houston is not what I want to do for the full game. I'm interested to see if it's going to be like the Hall of Fame game where you have first half and then the second half completely changes, and maybe that's something that uh, that we consider doing with some games uh, this weekend. But I'm going to take uh, the Patriots plus the three and a half. I like the full quarterback rotation from the Patriots. Belichick cares about the preseason, 50 and 38, and I'll have zappy fever in the second half of this one. So give me the Pats plus three and a half. Those are my lightning bets. Paul? (sighs) Got to do it again. Got to take the Astros on the money line, minus 120. Unfortunately, it's just uh, until Kevin Brown is back. Now, look, I'm holding a Baltimore division. (laughs) The last game as well. So the last game, right? It's the last one. One more. Astros sweep. And I'll maybe revisit tomorrow, but what do you mean nationally? Who's broadcasting Astros Orioles? I don't know, but start short. Oh no, it's like a date. Oh never. Yeah, it's on short. Okay, never mind. So yeah, Kevin Brown could work that game, but he's not. So yeah, yeah. The the curse of Kevin Brown is alive and well. If it's if it's a bad ugly loss. Might be some problems in uh, in B more. I'm just saying, like I maybe he comes back and it's all good. But look, I will say now it goes both ways because it's like, of course, something like this happens with the bad juju going on, the grand slam off Bautista to lose. But like, also, what are the chances mm-hmm. of that? Like, that's such a rare event. So yeah, kind of playing into this narrative. But we'll see how today goes. If they get blown out again, well. I'll just throw this out there that Seattle is the hottest team in baseball right now. And I'm saying. and and they're drawing Castillo tomorrow. Mm. Don't like it. What are the see those bets <laughs> all the time? Roll it over and uh you know if you oh, yeah. bet the made the Orioles ten ten games in a row, what do you end up with? You Probably should do that. Right. Finally win one. Yeah. You should do you should do that for sure. Okay, so Friday and Saturday's an FS one game. For the O's. So when's Kevin Brown working? <laughs> so it's just working? like a Friday appearance and then Sunday, I guess? Well, it's or radio, back right? So, I mean, Sunday. Oh, he does radio? Well, he was yeah. doing TV pregame during this. I think it, right? was, I think it was a pregame mm-hmm. hit. Like, I was confused by that, too. Okay. Yeah. Strange. Jake, what you got? Hmm. Uh, I will be actually looking at that O's-Astros game, but I'm not going to fade the O's hour. I'm just going to go over 9.5, about plus money. Just 
still going to kind of play into the evil vibes around the O's until Kevin Brown's back. But Dean Kramer is also incredibly unspectacular. Hunter Brown has been fine his last three starts, but he's gotten a FIP of six over those. So I'll take over nine and a half there. I'm also going to go Kenta Maeda over six and a half Ks at plus money. He's hit this oh, the over in this number in five of his last six starts, and he has good history against this Tigers team with a 36% K rate and 74 plate appearances. So a decent sample size there. I'm going to go Lane Thomas, two plus total bases. He has really good history against Aaron Nola, three for 10 with a double and a homer and he's slashing 320 345 880 with two doubles and four homers in the last week and then i'm also gonna go paul goldschmidt two plus total bases even money isn't playing great but he has good history against race starters zach Littell, five for six with a double and a home run so i'll play into that and then i'm gonna go to lane thomas for the just for funsies home run play of the day it's six to one i mean for that price for a guy who's hit four homers in the last six games yeah i'll take a shot at that So I still haven't seen uh, Hard Knocks with the Jets this new season, but someone did post a screenshot of Zach Wilson uh, after a game eating something that looked like an Uncrustable. Hell and yeah. Oh, really? Is there a more, In. Yes. Is there a more perfect image than Zach Wilson eating an Uncrustable? Man, nope. Child, Anybody man. eating an Uncrustable. Oh. Top tier. Child. Best tier snack. Child. Uncrustables oh, are oh. awesome. Don't you do this. Dude, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Grow up, Joe. It was great. Grow up, Joe. That was Thanks Paul. for watching and listening to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the daily tip. Take care, everybody.